Welcome to Bruins Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And we are recording after a very surprising and satisfying cow win yesterday. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk some football, some basketball, what's to come, and that whole jazz in a very, very interesting year. Uh, football is a, a tale of two teams. Which, yeah, I mean, that Colorado game, I think most of us were, were favored by the spread was from five to six. It fluctuated, but we all coming in, we know our, I think we know our team better than Vegas, and the team that showed up was what we weren't, we weren't surprised. And, but also, we saw some flashes of, we were like, there we go, if we can just have that, then things could work. Chip Kelly, if you just stick, if you shorten the playbook, if you have DTR run, maybe we can actually put some points on the board. But I don't know. Well, what were we, your feelings also, on the first game? Um, my feelings on the first game were let's leave Chip Kelly behind. I don't want to ever see him on a Bruin sideline again. And, you know, it, it's just so frustrating because you're in year, what, three with him now? And it's the same story over and over again, just like soft defense, just stupid mistakes on the team with just lack of discipline and, you know, uh, weird play calling, right, on the offensive side. And so it just felt like deja vu. We've seen this story before. Um and re- really, we did get into a little bit of a rhythm in the you know the second half of that game. We came back, but you know we had already dug ourselves into big of a hole, and our defense just isn't big, good, wasn't good enough to stop anyone then, which is what we've seen time and time again. Game two rolls around, and as happy as I was to see them win, I was also really frustrated watching that game because he sort of went right back to the Oregon blur and uh, in that spread offense. And it was really, really fun to see, but it's also frustrating because that's exactly what we've been saying for the last two and a half years to start doing. And lo and behold, he does it, and the offense starts going off. DTR plays really well in that, that scheme, and, you know, we end up putting points up, and... It's just like, why did he not do this two and a half years ago? Yeah, and you know what? I, the feeling, it's, it's interesting you say that, is that last year, if you look at it, we had a three-game win streak, um, which started off against Stanford. Uh, and, and then we beat, we beat Colorado, and then we beat Arizona State. Right, and we were like, "Oh, Chip Kelly's finally turned the corner." We thought that was the point of like, "Okay, this team's ready to to take off." And then again, we got humbled by Utah, and then USC, and then Cal. So we we fell flat on our face. Um, and so with that, like, I am cautiously optimistic that things are going to work moving forward. But it is that sense of Chip Kelly's error just feels like. There's just these flashes, and you're like, oh, this works. But there also is something that felt different about this game in particular, like you said. Um, I haven't seen him use the plays that, you know, call the plays like he did this game. 
I know he was a little bit more conservative in the second, um, but even then, like just the buck sweep that he had and just the the blocking, it was all what we wanted. Like get the run game going, do the short passes, and then the middle will open up. And we saw that. And, we saw we saw Dulcich and use tempo and use tempo. Yeah, get them on their heels and. And what that did was we just saw the huge effects of it. it our defense was able to rest. Um, you know, I think we, we, if you know, it's well documented how critical we are of Coach As, And we still are, but we also saw, we were also able to acknowledge growth. Like, that secondary did a pretty decent job, you know. And Quantrez Knight, I mean, that guy was just everywhere. I was like, what the hell, you know. So anytime, I mean, now it's a great pickup. I, I think we got him from Kent State, and he may have two years eligibility, but we need ballers like that. Like the kid is, like when I think of a Chip Kelly player before all of this, you know, it, we always thought like, okay, who's Chip Kelly going to go for? Is like a kind of player like that, under-recruited, but is just ready to hit and, and ball. And so it was really refreshing to see that. And then, I don't know, I mean, also fucking – Osa was just a monster in the middle. Like he was everywhere. He's looking like Aaron Darnold. Uh, Aaron Darnold about like just complete terror. Like that one sack he had was just beautiful. But this all plays in motion. Like the defense needs rest. They need they need the offense going. I mean, we started out the game with a three and out, and I was like, great, here we go. Uh, but it just we what we saw was refreshing. We saw adjustments. We saw. Um, you know, smart play calls, like, in in and from the other side, it just it you, you see it. You look over at the other side, Musgraves, who's the new offensive coordinator for Cal in his first game. They look like we did last week with our defense. Like they just look out of sorts, you know. And Garbers didn't have the best game, and I'm sure he's gonna be sharp. And and let's be also acknowledge the situation, Cal. Only knew they were playing us on Friday. You know, they have 43 hours to to get ready for it and fly down to the Rose Bowl. So they weren't really in the best advantage. But at the same time, I think it was pretty convincing. And the margin that we won by just showed that we were a much more sound team. And it was the opposite of what I expected in that game. See, I, I'm I'm still being completely cautious right now. I don't even know if I have optimism yet because I've been burned by this team and this program too many times. But... You know, I, I think we, we've said this even last year. is like uh, anytime we saw the team kind of show some life, you know, is this actually a trend? Is Chip Kelly going to start coaching this way? Or is this just kind of a flash in the pan moment? And I, I think that it remains to be seen. If he, he could very well next game against Oregon on Friday go back to running, you know, 15 tight ends on the field and doing all sorts of stupid, crazy things um, and playing soft coverages. And so, you know, he seems really hell-bent on trying to prove that system's going to work, but I don't think it will. So we'll see if he actually keeps keeps going with, with, this, um, with this type of scheme. I, I do think that also because of and you know the situation. Um, you're right. That it was a it was a, a strange situation, obviously, and it's so it is hard to really conclusively also say, "Yep, we look good," because you know Cal was just unprepared. They looked, 
You know, they looked like they were a team that hadn't gone through a camp and hadn't gone through an offseason. Um, and so it, it is hard to say, you know, did we just catch them at a good time or are we just that much better than them? I, I, I'm inclined to kind of err on that. We caught them at the right time. And if we played them at the end of the season, they, you know, they'll probably give us a better game. They also had a lot of uh, um, injuries on their defense, too. And so that also obviously plays into it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was happy to, again, I was happy to see the way they played last week, and hopefully that is how they continue to play last week, both from an energy perspective and a coaching perspective. Um, and if so, I think we can actually put together a pretty decent season um, if, if the season actually gets played out completely. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, I guess this game against Oregon will be a big test. And I, you know, it's on the road at Oregon. I know there won't be fans, but that's still going to be a tough, um, a tough out for us. So, yeah, I mean, if, if Chip Kelly can go back to Oregon blur against Oregon and, and give them a game, then I'm all for it. But let's, I'm, I'm going to just remain very cautious about this. Um, what do you think the game's going to look like in Oregon? Well... If we play like we played yesterday, which is strange to say because we're recording this on a Monday, and so um, yeah, also saying can, we played Sunday is weird. Can we just play Sundays for now on? I, I think that's <laughs> the, <laughs> the qualifier for us to get a win. I, I'm we're undefeated on Sundays. I, I like that. I'm curious to see what the like rating numbers were for that game since it did overlap with NFL. But anyways. If we play like yesterday, I think we have a, have a shot at taking Oregon. And if we, but, but I think we do have to play almost a perfect game at the, the stage we're at versus Oregon is a much more mature team um, and they have a lot more talent than us. So, you know, we kind of have to, it has to be a perfect storm of the, the right scheming and, you know, executing at kind of on a perfect level. If we play like we did uh, against Colorado, I mean, we're going to lose by 50 and not score a touchdown. So I just, uh, I don't know which version of this team's going to show up right now. It's kind of like a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type situation. And we don't have enough data points to kind of err on one side or the other since, you know, we've only played two games and we've shown both sides of the coin. Um, so... My prediction is that we're going to lose and probably lose badly. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm the eternal pessimist here and I again I just I don't have hope until I see that 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 change actually be implemented on a consistent basis. Uh yeah, I think that's a safe bet for a game against a very solid and sound and talented team. I mean, Crystal Ball, I think one thing uh, first of all, we're playing them again in a year that we didn't expect to, but this is the first time we're playing a crystal ball uh, coach Oregon team, right? And originally we were supposed to have Oregon State this year in our two-year. But we have to stop comparing him to Mora because he is not Mora, and I know he he seemed to, to, to have similar characteristics. On the recruiting trail, he was charismatic. 
Um, he seemed to sell the program and all this stuff, but the whole question was like, what he would be able to deliver? And he got him a Rose Bowl last year, you know, with a, a pretty talented quarterback who was criticized and I think miscriticized because um, for for whatever reason, it's clearly showing in the NFL. He's he's pretty excellent, but he's turning it up. He, I have him in fantasy. He's fantastic. Yeah. And so with Crystal Ball, he, of course he had talent and whatnot, but I think he is building something there. And, and the reason that uh, I point to that is just because of the O-line. He, he really focused in and honed in on that, and their O-line is just so solid. Um, and like you said, I don't think we're going to get the pressure we did against Cal. And so with that said, their quarterback, while young, and it's his third game of his starting career, and Tyler Show has, has shown flashes, and I think he's going to be pretty solid and smart and sound um, against our defense. Now, will we have some tips and hopefully, uh, you know, grab an interception? Maybe. I mean, Tyler has thrown interceptions already this season, and I'm not sure what Washington State's defense uh, scheme is, but I think it's it, if it's similar to our 4-2-5, um, I think he had a little bit of trouble with them, but I mean, of course, they end up putting I think forty nine points, but so it wasn't after a while. But we'll see. Our team has shown to be scrappy in some sense, so I think we're gonna give them a game. But again, it feels that feeling that it, it, Oregon will probably pull away in the third quarter if they're gonna pull away. Do you think that the defense that we saw last week was like purely Brian Norwood? Or do you think that this was kind of a combination? Of I think it was both a, Norwood and uh, Azanaro. I think it was a combination, and I don't want to give Azanaro too much credit, but I think for the team he's building, Norwood came in, and I guess it more points to Norwood, but they saw like we have some strong secondary, so let's let's put the focus there. Um, I mean, it's so it's so ironic because we recruited what like ten linebackers in the past cycle and you know right. and we have like two or three at you know at a time you know like the four two five doesn't really fit our personnel and that's kind of been the the theme of chip kelly's uh errors like this doesn't make sense in terms of the personnel we're we're recruiting for the offense and the defense schemes that we have um but with that said i it is similar on the defensive side it kind of mirrors what's happened on the offense side we uh we saw we had some strong older secondary players that we want to put to use and these guys were all over the field i mean what i guess the off defense that we faced that was similar to that was it uh san diego state last year that we faced mm-hmm. and and they gave us fits in terms of a quarterback that didn't wasn't familiar with it and able to like to to d- dissect it which was DTR versus theirs. I think it's. I think they ran a four two five. Um, I just know it was secondary heavy that San Diego State and and Rocky Long had. But with that said, like I do think Norwood came in. and He was like, yeah, I know this game. Um, let's run it. But it also was like. I guess it was. It is more so Norwood to answer your question. Uh, I'm gonna give him credit on that. Because I don't like Azanero. Yeah, it'll um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I like the pressure and the kind of attacking style that we played in that first 
half. Um, you know, that's that's the most sacks I've seen out of a UCLA defense, and it feels like in years. Um, yeah, you know, I you believe we had five or there. six. Had Osa. Right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we only had five or six the entire season last year. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there are some changes there that were clearly not Ozanaro. Uh, schemes, but you know, I think that'll be key going into this game on Friday is is being able to hit the quarterback and shake him up a little bit. Um, but it'll be a tall task, and that 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 offensive line is is very good. So, um, and I'm more so worried about the offensive line for the run game. Like uh, C.J. Verdell is going to have a day, so we really got to hope that you know our guys are ready and filling those gaps those a gaps because he's going to be running through and jumping. yeah and we need to we yeah we on the defensive side yeah we definitely need to clamp down on that that run um you know try to get to shove early if we can um and on the offensive side i think we need to keep doing what we did this game and and use dtr the way he should be used and he uses legs he that is his strength and he has a big arm but you know, I, I, I am a very, very, very uh, firm believer in that DTR should not throw a pass past 10 yards. Just don't do it. He still has a terrible tendency to throw everything off his back foot. And so when he throws deep, it just floats, goes to the wrong guy. And his decision making still is not, not ideal in, in those situations. And so keep those short passes going. And, and run the ball and, you know, use the, the RPO and, and get him on the edge. And, you know, he's great when he gets on the edge. Um, he had that great hurdle yet last yesterday. And, uh, you know, he, he did it twice, I think, where he got to the edge, you know, got the first down, got extra yardage because he was able to make guys miss and, and jump over them. And so let's let's do more of that. Um and I think, you know, we, we do both of those things, and we have a chance to win this game. I'm not saying we will, but we could. But, again, I, I just don't have enough faith in Chip Kelly to actually, you know, pull his head out of his ass and do the right thing here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for DTR, they, they really have to contain those talented guys on defense for Oregon. And Kayvon is like, I mean, he's, he's, he's picking up right where he left off last season in his sophomore campaign, and they have some young, like, still younger guys, right? But they, like, what is it, Sowell's, Panay Sowell's, you know, younger yep. brother is now there, Noah, and on the defensive end, and he's he's going to be a terror. He's just like that type of Merlin Robertson type of Paolo Goate. Like, those type of guys are just gamers. Like, those guys are just ready to hit anything, so... If we can get contain those two, I think we have a chance to, to, to establish the run game, you know, and also <clears throat> get DTR. But we have to move the ball away from those sides of where those two guys are because they're gonna they're gonna they're young, but they man they are ballers. Yeah, well, let's see if this game's even played because at the rate we're going right now at the Pac-12, um, who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, it's, this might uh, not be our it's a wild world. <laughs> Yeah, it's a wild world out there. We might um, have to film. Let's. Uh, we might have to do another episode for another school, like the next. It's such school. a. It's such a Pac-12 thing to like do the. Try to be as cautious as possible. Wait, 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 and then 
start the season right when basically like the second wave of, of this virus is hitting and then have to cancel half your games. It's just, it's, it's incredible. With no wiggle room to reschedule. It's, inc- yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a way to shoot ourselves in the foot. I mean, and, and if you listen to our last episodes, like we've been praising the Pac-12 and there's been some that we didn't even release, but... Uh, at the same time, like the end result has is more indicative than their their intent because kids are still losing out games and they're still getting sick and we're having outbreaks at schools as expected. And we thought the the Pac-12 would have this in order in terms of the process, the rapid COVID testing. It's like we might as well start the season in September at this point, and at least yeah. Utah wouldn't have to play only five games for their season. It sucks. Yeah, or just not have a season at all. Exactly. Well, Which we've been on pushing. To, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. On to more pleasant things, and hopefully this season goes unimpeded, but the basketball is right around the corner. And we are now preseason ranked in the AP at number 22. Um, I think Ken Palm had us at like 18 or 19. Yeah, nice. Um, and go so Ken we're cons- what? I said go Ken Palm. Um, that's our guy. Let me let me reach let me check that. But basically, and on most services, we have been pretty consistently ranked in the top twenty-five. Some people sort of believe that we're actually underrated here, um, and so I think. Uh, I think we're looking good. I'm very, very excited for this team. The the Pac-12 picked us to be to win uh, the Pac-12 media, and so things are really, really trending up for for Mick Cronin, and he has things kind of set up for this season, barring any sort of um, you know COVID-related end to the season. Again, he has a setup to make a, a good run at the Pac-12. You know. He's in a good position to win it, and he's even in a, in, in a really good position to get in the tournament and you know hopefully make a make a good run with the talent he has and the depth we have on this team. So I am I'm very excited. We have a pretty pretty good um, non conference schedule set up starting on the twenty fifth uh, with San Diego State at Viejas, and then you know we have Marquette on the schedule, and then obviously we have Kentucky on the schedule, and so you know we have you know two or three pretty pretty good non-conference games before we jump into the the main Pac-12 season. Um, and the best part about all this kind of noise we play Pepperdine to this, too. We do play Pepperdine. We play um, I think University of San Diego. There's a few other games on there, but those three are kind of the, the marquee games, I think. Um, I think leading up to this, you know, we're all excited. It's very easy to get get kind of caught up in the hype of getting ranked and, and whatnot. But, you know, I, I think Mick Cronin is approaching this in, in, the, in the best possible way. Every time he's asked about, you know, hey, how do you feel like you're being ranked for the first time in a long time uh, preseason? And he keeps just brushing it off and like I basically think he doesn't give a shit about any sort of ranking numbers and whatnot and so that's that's exactly the correct approach that you would expect from a you know a guy like that to not 
let, not let that get to his head or the team's head. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited uh, to to see this team back in action. Yeah, so we play San Diego State. I don't know much about them, to be honest. But they were very good last year. And then who are they lose? Are they losing anybody this year? You know, I don't know. Um, I haven't delved too deeply into their their team or their schedule this year. Um, but they were looking like at least a two or three seed going into the tournament last season. Yeah, so, so they're a pretty good matchup. I mean, we replaced yeah. who, who were we going to play? So we were going to play um, Seton Hall and then the winner of, I believe, Kansas and another school in, for the Wooden Classic. Correct. And so, I mean, that would have been a pretty solid, like, two tough test. So San Diego State is, you know, they're, I would put them in the same group as Seton Hall in terms of a program and where they are last year. I don't know how they are going to be this year who returns, but regardless, we know San Diego State to be a very solid basketball program um, over the past 15 years. And it's cool, yeah. it's, it's cool to see, like, the, the Southern Cal teams just, like, figure it out, and they're like, okay, we're going to have it. You know, in the area. I don't like them. I really, I, there's something about San Diego State that really irks me. Um, they've been very good, but w- they haven't won anything, but they talk a lot of shit. Um, and they talk down on, on UCLA a lot. A lot of their fans do, at least. So I don't like them. Um, I'm not particularly happy about going into their stadium to play this game. Um, I, I think we should have played this on a neutral court or at, at home, at personally. Poly. Yeah, like we would have been the ones that are organizing this because it seems like they, they're the ones who invited everyone. Yeah, and I again, I don't know what happened behind closed doors, um, but I, I would have preferred that over playing, playing them at their building, luckily. Uh, we are not playing them with fans. That building gets very, very loud. I don't know if you've ever been to a game there, but it's, um, it's a, it's a cool stadium. But and it's like basically straight down underground, all the seats, and it's very steep, um, and so it gets very, very noisy in there. Um, and so I'm glad we're playing them without fans in that re- respect, but. I think it'll be a good early test. I'm just looking right now. They're not ranked um, as of right now, but they did win 30 games last season and only lost twice. So, you know, they, I don't know how much of that production they're bringing back, but they're probably bringing back a decent amount of it. And so, you know, Brian Dutcher has, has that team in a, in a good spot. So I think it'll be a good early test on the road. Uh, so I am excited for, for that matchup. And I hope we beat the, the tires off of them. But I don't know if it'll be you know, that big of a blowout yeah, or anything. I don't even know if we'll win. Who knows? I can't wait. Oh, man. And it's next Wednesday. On the so, 25th, yep. Or when you're listening to us, the upcoming Wednesday. So, yeah. yeah. Tune in. Uh, Going to be a good season. Then we signed Peyton Watson and Will, and we're continuously looking at Jaden. If he doesn't go pro, it looks like it's going to come down to us or, uh, you know, Kentucky. I think we jumped ahead of Kentucky. But right now it looks like pro and UCLA are the two. Pro as in G League, so G League or, or UCLA. So 
we have a good class coming in. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Hardy. Uh, I got to imagine, you know, Mick is now very aware of the whole G League thing um, with um, what's his face opting. Um, the na- his name is escaping me. Um, but the the point guard who opted out to In, go into intentionally the G League after selective being... memory, uh, Knicks. Yeah, yeah, Dyson Knicks. Yeah, yeah potentially. Um, uh, so I gotta imagine he's now acutely aware of that, you know, possibly happening again. And if there wasn't a chance for Jaden Hardy to actually commit to UCLA, he wouldn't be wasting his time because I think he's shown time and time again he's not gonna waste his time with prospects that he think are just jerking him around or not gonna come. Uh, to UCLA eventually. And so I think there's, it's a good sign that we're still recruiting him because I think it indicates that there is um, a chance that he actually does end up staying and playing in college. And he's also that type of talent where, you know, it's worth pursuing him if there is a chance um, for him to come to UCLA because he's, he's just that good. Um, and we haven't had that kind of pure scoring talent like... Um, Jaden Hardy in, in, in a while so we'll see where he remains I would still like to try to try to land a big if possible um, I, there aren't very many out there but if someone emerges kind of late this season um, you that should be a priority target for for Mick as well going into next season because we could very well lose um, both Riley and Hill or one of them and so we'll be pretty thin and you know, Kenneth Nawuba is still a still a bit of an unknown, so we'll see if he can play a role this season. But you know, getting another guy in on that that side of the roster would be huge for us. So, you know, basketball's rolling. We're we're in a good spot. Season is about to tip off in in about a week and a half, and we're we're in a good place. And I'm excited to see what happens this season with this team. And hopefully, the season goes off flawlessly and and flawlessly and gets played all the way through. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, Soon. But other than that, I think that's it. Uh, We have Oregon coming up, San Diego State to follow. uh, Oh, one last thing. Uh, Women's basketball is also ranked top 10. And When's their first game? I don't know. I was looking at the schedule the other day, and I forget. But... We're like one of three schools, I believe, that have both of our teams, men's and women's, ranked in the top in the top twenty-five this season. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I'm pretty sure the others are like Louisville and Baylor. Um, it's definitely Baylor, and I don't remember. There's one other team, but yeah, I think we should be we should be really excited for that team. I think you know, Coach Close has them in a in a really really good spot, and you know. We're getting. I feel like we are inching every year closer to possibly getting into a Final Four with their with her team. So, you know, the talent's always there. The coaching seems to be there, and and uh, we just need to break through against the the Oregon's and and you know Tennessee's of the world. So, um, pretty excited about that team as well. Um, both of our basketball programs are are in seemingly great spots this this coming season. So. Barring any COVID cancellations, we should be good to go. Yep. Week by week, day by day. That's the day. Yep. Um, Chip Kelly would appreciate that. 
day-by-day process. I'm not <laughs> so focused oh on God. I'm not focused on Saturday. <laughs> focused on today. Oh God. I, I purposely didn't try to talk about that. <laughs> here we so are. It just made me so mad. It was a 10-year process in college football. Get the hell out of here, Chip. The bamboo, it's growing. God. All right. Well, we're signing off. Follow some Bruin Source. Uh, thanks for listening. Every, you know, two of you. We really appreciate it. <laughs> it feels more like a living room, just us talking. One day, maybe, you know, message us and we can, you can join as well. We can have guests. So uh, we're down. Cool. All right. Well, we'll catch you later. Go Bruins. Follow us on Bruins Source. Go Bruins.